Hello, everybody. Welcome to Optional Opinion here on the Anomalous Radio Network. I'm your host, ADV. Thank you guys for tuning in. Hopefully, everyone is having having a great week, having a great weekend, or you're about to go into the week, or whenever you listen to this podcast. Hope everything is good with everybody. On today's episode, now this is going to be seen kind of weird, and it's a topic that most of us don't talk about or don't really think about. Um, is death good for video games? Is dying in a video game like really helpful or do you wish that this mechanic would go away who knows um but let's um let's explore it let's talk about it so the first part i'm going to bring up the purpose of dying um the definitely the first one that is just so recognizable is the failure in test so if you're supposed to run and jump on that platform and dodge that enemy or that bullet or whatever oh sorry about that you were you were kind of you know get hit or you were miss the jump like your timer was off, and because you failed at doing that, you die, and you'll get another try depending on if you have a live system or if it reloads or whatever the game is designed to put you back in uh whatever happens to you when you don't do it correctly, you'll end up dying um it pretty much most of it's supposed to hinder your progress in a level or in a match. So if you are uh, playing Mortal Kombat and you end up losing a match and a fatality is done on you, um, it's kind of humiliating you because you did, you failed to win the match. Uh, whether you're playing against the computer or another opponent. Now, definitely when you're playing another opponent, it's, it can't be a tie match. You know, you both can't become victorious. One is going to be the winner and one is going to be the loser. That, that's, that just happens. Um, but if you're fighting the computer, your main goal is to win the match. And if you got to keep fighting that person over and over again, the progress in the game is going to stop. Definitely like if you're playing Mario Brothers and you keep missing platforms or you try to find all the secrets and you get caught up uh, not timing your secrets right and stuff like that. Even in Super Mario Maker, um, if you don't beat the whole level as, as you as the creator because you put all these plats and, um, platforms and traps and everything, like it hinders your progress and you kind of got to remove some stuff and edit and everything. So death like that can hinder your progress in a level or the match um it showcases a narrative story point uh when the character dies um that's that that it, you know it's just showcased that death in the world in the story sacrificed sometimes so if you look at fantasy star 2 at the end of, at the ending spoiler alert for those who didn't play it um you know the characters in that game all sacrifice themselves for a better purpose um if you look at the last of us um the little girl in the beginning, Joel's daughter, she ends up dying and it's just to serve a narrative purpose. So sometimes death in that kind of sense, um, even in RPGs and stuff, uh, part of the, well, I'll get a little bit on to the road games. Um, part of that, that when characters like sacrifice or kill themselves off, that death is supposed to be meaning. And not only does it tell a narrative story point, 
you know, you kind of lose a character that was very helpful in your party. Um, definitely if you look at Mass Effect where, and I'll talk about this a little bit later, that you have the choice to kill awesome characters that could be in your group and stuff like that. Or there's some characters who might die in part of the game. So, um, just like kind of be aware of that though. Uh, it's supposed to make you feel bad and force you to learn. So there are people who have, who handle death in video games, um, badly and, Meaning that when they die in it, they get frustrated and they'd be like, oh, no, I missed the jump in. You know, sometimes it saddens them because they thought they would get it right, but don't understand that, you know, they messed up. You know, they failed in their tax, but they're going to get another try. And some some people just be like, well, you have to learn the controls. You have to make sure your time is correctly. You got to make sure what to do at this, at, at this stuff. And, you know, when death like that happens in the game, definitely to a child or sometimes even a parent, you know, it could be fun for them. But sometimes, most of the times, they feel bad for it because they didn't get it on their first try. And that happens to a lot of gamers that when you don't get stuff on the first try and you end up dying, it's part of learning what a video game is. It's part of learning the challenge. So, you know, you're forced to learn. You got to be like, okay, I didn't do it right, but I'm getting another chance. And sometimes when you overcome that, uh, you know, you make you make it up and you overcome the task like you, you did it, you kind of feel good. And so you you take that and reminder for the rest of the game that I got to make sure that I don't die again. And sometimes it, it you will die uh, again in the game. It just happens. Um, but you know what? You can still be able to make it through. Um, showing the cheapness in the games. Okay. And there are some games that, you know, you'll be shooting the enemy or you'll be punching the enemy or doing something to it. And suddenly of all, something would happen and the game would slow down. It would glitch or, you know, the enemy is taking off more damage than normal or anything. And you're already taking off anything. And sometimes the cheapness in the game, uh, definitely like Ninja got it for NES, that, that eagle. Um, like he's that little programming is cheap that cause it respawns at the same part. And it's like you, stuff like that, you only got one chance to do it. And if you don't do that, at that one chance, you got to keep repeating it over and over, um, until you get past it. And sometimes that cheapness in the game makes you die, which brings a lot of frustration to a lot of people. Um, it's part of the rogue RPG games to something like, uh, if you look at Bloodborne or if you look at even Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, like just some of these role games that, uh, you, or even like Dead Rising, like when you die, you kind of got to restart from scratch. Uh, but you have to try to get your items back or restart with what you got left. Um, and do it over and over and over again. So, you know, the, uh, the, the uh, trial and error of those games of road games uh, are really big and death like I said is a big part of that and permadeath um, and this is more for the Fire Emblem games um, that when you lose a character in uh, Fire Emblem um, in the older games now you have the option to have that but it's more on uh, harder difficulty um, back in the day uh, for the earlier Fire Emblems when your character died, 
you lost them. You didn't get them back in the whole game. So when you invest in a game like that and everything, when you invest in a character to have them kill, even though they're maybe at a high level, because you didn't use them right or your strategy didn't work out well that you thought it would because it's still up, you know, it's still a chance of what's going to happen. You have to start over again or you have to continue with what you got. And so it makes leveling up in that game and definitely in Fire Emblem, it makes leveling up in that ser- in that game very important. And if you don't do the level up system, if you don't really pay attention to what's going on and being very strategic and learning the inside and outs of that game, when permadeath happens, it sucks. Definitely on the GameCube one, uh, like they said, that one was really hard and everything. Um, you really got to learn and be aware of the map, what the uh, characters have, um, who teams up the best. Um, if you got a better chance, better weapons, you know, if it's not going to break, if your magic is good, your healer is still alive, close to you, like, you really got to be smart about it. Um, not so much now they made it easier, which now, you know, a lot of people recognize Awakening uh, and uh, Fates, you know, being very great games, you know, make it more more easier for people to get into the series and because of that easiness of you know the game people now could go back and see if they're if they want to try the other previous fire emblem games but knowing that the mechanics are different that permadeath is a main thing in this game it's not something that you could choose it is part of the game so uh you know that's the big thing so that's just some of the purposes of dying you know making sure that uh, you if you fill in your tasks, uh, how it hinders your progress in a level, uh, showcase a narrative story point, makes you feel bad, and so it forces you to learn. Showing your cheapness in the game, part of the rogue RPG permadeaths, uh, you know, well, part of the RPG rogue games and permadeath. So, uh, with that, everybody, I'll be right back. We're going to be talking a little bit more about that good old game over screen uh, because I definitely know that when I get it, I get a little bit upset sometimes. But uh, we're going to be talking about that when I come right back.
so that good old game over screen uh, and a lot of us hate we really do compared to what it is now in this day and age where you have uh, murder games with save states and you know memory cards back in the playstation uh era or even gamecube era that you know most of your progress was saved and uh right now you got checkpoints and everything so you kind of got ways that your progress could still continue to go on like you don't have to go back to the main menu screen when you die uh, sometimes it just restarts you and you just go from where you are at or sometimes you have to redo stuff over but it is part of uh uh part of the modern games now but back in the day game overs the game over screen just said you failed at your task start the whole game over ha 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 we're laughing at you because you didn't make it you didn't beat us you didn't finish us um definitely in the arcade uh scene arcade games rely heavily on death um and it relied heavily on death because it wanted more tokens um that's the way that these companies made money off their games um you know the tokens kept the game going you know when you are playing a one token or a two token game you know your continues depending on how many tokens were going to be put into the system um you let's say that's for player ninja turtles uh turtles in time you know you could be going through the first level and have a certain amount of energy and if you lose that energy and you lose all that man um that you acquired in the game uh there's a possibility that you'll have to put two tokens in to continue the match and throughout the whole game you weren't able to beat the whole thing off of one one or two tokens now if you were very skilled to do that that's cool you kind of learn the inside outs of that arcade game um but if you weren't able to and you kept dying depending on how much money you had you know you will have to put those tokens in no tokens game over you could not play no more games that game was done and it went back to the mini screen waiting for a new challenger to come and play um starting over from scratch when you reach zero continues so uh back in the day for most of this is for consoles um when you you would sometimes get infinite continues or you would get two continues Ooh, sorry about that and when you get your two continues uh used up you had just got the game over screen and you had to go back now i'm not saying games like mega man because mega man is kind of like infinite continues depending on uh how you want to challenge yourself like if you say i'm going to allow myself to use one continue if i use that one continue then i have to start over um but like something like uh mario brothers that like you had two continues, even Contra, you had two continues, and if you didn't, even if you didn't do the thirty man code, uh, if you were able to uh, go through Contra and die and lose your two continues, you would have to start all the way over. Um, uh, the famous scenes of the continue screen. Now, uh, the, the, before you get the game over screen, sometimes continue screens, uh, definitely in the arcade, will be a little bit flashy, depending on how it. it you know you will see it um most of the time if you're playing one player uh maybe like a beat em up or something you'll see the continue screen where your energy was at or it'll cover the whole screen um one of the most famous ones is if you recognize which uh street fighter 2 
So, you know, if you lose, you would get a picture of your character beat up and the countdown would go and they would yell nine, eight, seven. And if you didn't have your tokens to restart it, you know, you could finish the whole countdown real fast or let it go. Um, and then you'll hear a, oh, or they'll hear a character scream and it will flash it to gray. Um, if you check out the Ninja Garden arcade one, you will see, uh, Ryu Hayabusi, uh, kind of tied up and stuff and a saw coming down and it's looking like the, all these demons is looking at him and he's wiggling. It's just like trying to get out. And if it doesn't, if you don't get it in time, it'll come down on him and it'll flash the gray. He's like, oh, like they don't show like it being very bloody or anything. But it is something like to really look at. And continue screens, I mean, the game over screen, sometimes we're kind of a little bit catchy depending on uh what game you were playing uh and sometimes they'll have this own little melody that you can hear like and back in the day it was they had like the bgms the background music where you could check some of the songs and the remixes and stuff like that and listen to like some of the parts of their game over things um but that's just some of the famous scenes of the continue screen uh like i said earlier it's less now due to savings now that we got checkpoints uh getting the game over screen you might get it in the indie game depending on if you're playing mobile or 3ds or you know wii u or you know any kind of console stuff um the indie games they probably they pretty much now do more game overs than the uh third party and first party or even even some second party games um that you know due to like savings and even like kirby epic yarn which i'll talk about a little bit later um you can't really get a game over a screen and kirby epic yarn because if you die you just or if you jump in the pit and and there anything you just lose uh buttons um and all your collectibles that you did out and so you can still go out through the whole level and beat it that's the only way that you could really get out the level or turn the whole system off and just redo it at another time um so right now this easier and so getting the game screen over um i mean game over screen uh getting that now is less likely to happen um and like I said, not receiving it at all in the Kirby Epic Yarn. Southern players were mad. Uh, you know, they were kind of mad because they were just like, well, this is too easy. Well, you kind of got to think about it that for Nintendo, this was the first kind of art style that they were dealing with. And Kirby has always been somewhat of an easy game. You know, there's been a challenge if you wanted to have a challenge. challenge. But Kirby is more for kids. And definitely uh kirby's epic yarn which is for you know anybody who could play who wants to play and just enjoy a light enjoyable game you know and uh, you know the kirby games do sell very well with kids uh just like animal crossing you know it sells very well with kids and stuff so you know if this is going to be a game for you know that a child might want to play and their heart you know they have a hard time um learning video games or you know finishing a video game you know kirby epic yarn could be like kind of their first game because they don't have to deal with the game over screen you know sometimes they haven't developed on 
on restarting games and dealing with that game over screen, you know, and that's just part of video game culture that sometimes games are not just meant for adults. It's kind of meant for everybody. And there's different points in video games that you have to start at. So if you really want to get kids into games and stuff, maybe Kirby Big Yard, it, it might be seen as babyish, but it might be something to help them understand the fundamentals of attacking, of jumping, of platforming, of collecting, of finding secrets, you know, of getting better stuff you know it, it's not all odd kind of genre game because you can expand from that but just to get them really into a uh, video game kirby epic yard might uh be a good one if not always super mario brothers because not only are they learning the same things and everything they actually get to learn about depth and it may come in handy that, um, why death is important to the video games. Or if it's not their type of thing, you know, you might see like, okay, video games might not be for you. Because if you feel at your task and this is how you react, you might not enjoy the culture. I'm just saying. Um, so when I come back, we're going to talk about should a child death make you emotional or does it try hard to make you feel empathy? And with that, I will be right back. child death in a video game um is it supposed to make you feel emotional or does it try hard to make you feel empathy um definitely for me i think it tries hard to make you feel empathy um i don't i not, not saying that i'm not an emotional person um but sometimes when i see a child death in the game i pretty much don't you know it does nothing for me it doesn't make me feel like oh i'm going to cry oh no this this child i'm like because First of all, definitely for me, there are some uh, children in the game that we don't have no connection to. We don't. All we know is that this is this parent's uh, child, and that's it. And maybe that might be the cause of for a game to start off with that, or part. Like I said earlier, it's part of the story narrative. But I don't have no connection to the child. I don't know the background. I don't know the personality, the characteristics, or anything to this child. You know, I just see that oh, it's a child, and it's been voiced. 
or it's you know it has some text and then it dies um unexpected death of a child for story purpose um so uh when a child gets killed like in a video game um some parents are very emotional because they have kids um and depending on if it's a girl boy twins newborn whatever uh or even expecting the way some some parents feel you know that if that was my child in the game i would kind of react and do the same thing i wouldn't know what to do if you listen to me and josh breast discussion on heavy rain um we had a very good discussion on about that game and with uh ethan's child being taken away and his one of his youngest sons dying in the game and that being the premise kind of of what uh uh, heavy rain was um hopefully in a few in the coming weeks or the coming episodes that me and kyle wait from teen nerd um my boss um or one of my bosses i should say uh we're gonna have a good discussion on the last of us and we i kind of want to talk about from where his her daughter died and some of the other parts of the game and it's work i want to come to a narrative point of the game not the gameplay not the graphics and not stuff not some of that but to just like we did heavy rain to talk about uh talk about the last of us in a narrative sense and kind of address questions of what we do in this situation and how does it affect us like does it affect them emotionally does it affect them affect you to have some empathy um like I said earlier, there's no connection to the child. Um, setting up the main character characteristics and manner. So, like I said, The Last of Us. Uh, and this, and you can just see, see in part of this on YouTube or if you played the game. So it's, it's kind of no sport or anything. Uh, Joel, his, him and his daughter's trying to get away from the town because a lot of things, crazy things are happening. And, uh, his daughter ends up getting shot, uh, which it, it's kind of weird on the way that it's being shown because you would think that Joe will also get hit, but not really. Only his daughter, like, really gets hit and gets killed. So it's kind of weird. Um, and to see your daughter die off like that kind of shows, uh, sets up how, uh, it affects Joe and in that sense and a lot of people who watch that get very emotional um just like when you watch up uh how you see the old man and his uh wife um how they lost the baby you know how they don't have no kids or anything um but they got a dog um and how the wife ends up dying um and up is an old movie so you should have about seen it right now um it's very emotional in that and why reason why you could probably feel more emotion in that than empathy uh and that is because they do a lot of things so you get an idea of that family's love that connection on how they met how they got together um you know how uh, they got married, how they lived their lives. You have more understanding of that relationship. Mostly in some video games, when a child's death just has, like, somehow happens unexpectedly or it set up the story, um, feeling uh, very emotional for that, in my opinion, definitely is lessened because you don't have no, um, you just don't have anything. Like, I would, I wouldn't have loved if, 
even if uh, it was a tutorial section and stuff that you and the child had like maybe three levels dedicated to each other or, you know, and you will be able to understand that feeling. Um, and then something happens to the child and then you carry on with the game. Like if, like if you and the child was the prologue and then getting into the actual game. And that's how I see uh, the last of us is that I, if I really wanted to feel an emotion, feel a connection, um, I needed to see more or no more needed to be done told in a narrative. Um, and I just don't get that. Now, I, like I said, I still need to uh, finish The Last of Us and work on it. But I would have enjoyed that better to actually have an emotional connection. All I feel like is that, okay, this is supposed to make me feel empathy. It's supposed to make me feel something for for this. And to me personally, I can't feel anything because I, cause I just feel like it's an overblown. First of all, it's an overblown segment due to the fact that it, it just happens just to happen. You know, there's not really no kind of setup or anything. Uh, man feelings versus women feelings. And so when you watch uh, like an emotional thing, it's expected that women are supposed to have of uh, emotional feelings of crying of being like i can't do this i can't go through with it or anything like that where men is supposed to be more like we we're able to handle this uh we're able to take it in and have thoughts in but not be able to cry that's sometimes the viewpoint of some people but no i feel like between men feelings versus women feelings it depends on the player and when death hits you um from a video game, uh, with a child being dead, I should say, uh, you really could get emotional. You really could feel empathy. There, you're going to feel some type of way, whether you feel like that was a overblown statement or you know that was just you know put in, just be put in. Um, compared to you know this is was this was someone innocent and they end up dying and sometimes you might put the controller down you might cry or you might just feel like wow i you know i gotta take a breather from this game and stuff like like it kind of happens you know and so i don't feel like it's a man versus women kind of thing it just depends on the player um and if your expectation is supposed to be that where women supposed to feel that way and not men and vice versa no like i said it's up to the player who wants to feel with it um i definitely don't feel feel it because like i said i'm like sometimes i think that it's thrown in for good measure not saying that it's bad or anything but if you're going to be able to make me feel emotional i need to have some background i need to have a connection to that child and you know making sure that the death that happens to that child is very effective because i have a history i have somewhat of a connection when i don't have that i don't feel nothing i don't get i'll just be like oh this is just thrown in just to set up the story and sometimes it feels like just to get rid of the person you put someone in and you just want to really get rid of them um uh, the game, and I could talk some good games, uh, That Dragon Cancer, The Last of Us, Heavy Rain, COD Ghost, Gears of War 4, um, and Gears of War 4 is mostly when the town gets, uh, murdered, uh, and one of the levels, like, they 
just not saying it's genocide uh but you know kids in that game were getting murdered and parents were getting murdered like like i don't think anyone really escaped before the uh the your main characters that's going to be in the game so i mean you know to see something like that is that um to see kids getting killed in that game just be like oh well this is part of the town getting murdered so i can't really say much to trust trying to set up the set up the uh game because i don't have no connection um like heavy rain you know heavy rain you can feel a little bit more emotional because in the beginning of that game you are playing with ethan's two sons um and you know you're doing of course quick time but impresses um qtes um oh no qtbs i'm sorry um no quick qtes quick time events sorry about that um you're you're doing that but you're trying to show how uh ethan your main character is you know have love for his kids and get a connection like that feeling some kind of emotional response to it and when what happens in the mall to one of his sons it's like very heart-wrenching because it's just like this is a fear that happens pretty much when people in real life lose a kid in the mall something like this could happen you know they could be kidnapped they could be actually killed like like anything can happen and it really freaks the parent out and so when death happens to that child or just you know when death happens it's very emotional you know and that's why i say heavy rain does it very well over the last of us because you're you're building something up and you're physically doing it and like maybe the first 45 minutes of the game um and you really don't get that at from the last of us and my and my reason for my reason in my opinion um and then to have his son taken away to be kidnapped you know and even though there the emotion of ethan on how it's affecting him you know this can happen to a real parent and so it makes you know death like really hard hitting because not only is is it emotional that emotion changed the main character in the game and you see it and so you go through tests and trials and sacrifices and depending on what you do it ends up showing if what's going to happen to your child and who knows and you know there's other stories and stuff like that to recognize why the death of children definitely in heavy rain is so important and you and like i said heavy rain tells a great narrative a great story and i figure feel like that's the one that you know you might want to play um that dragon cancer is is for some people it's very heart-wrenching because of a family's child even though you end up knowing the story that uh depending on if you read it if you haven't read it uh or anything and you just play the game it really plays on your emotions because there's so much that you have to do and if you see it as a video game you will understand that okay this is just a video game but if you understood the story a little bit more 
and that this game kind of reflects on the parent or the creator's uh, relationship with his son, with this baby and his child, you kind of get more emotional and you kind of feel for this person. So you feel more sympathy and you kind of feel that, you know, parents who have to have dealt with this and go through this um, hard time in their lives this game kind of represented it very well. Now, I had a problem with that Dragon Cancer, not because I didn't play it or anything, um, and not even with his speech um, that he's gave that he gave at the Game Awards. Um, the problem that I had with it was that I hope that it didn't feel like a vanity project, and for some people, it didn't. It didn't feel that way, but you know. It feels, it seems that way to me. And I feel like it could have went a whole whole different way. That he, what happened in, in at the end of the game uh, didn't have to happen. Um, and the creator could have always made it a happy ending. But um, depending on, you know, if you're going to play it or not, I really don't want to rule or anything. You might get the sense that this is kind of a vanity project and i'm not saying uh vanity as in that oh he only made it in himself to make him look good or stuff like that i kind of feel like that he it feels like he wants to share with the world but he himself are, is not able to handle it um and you know just to show that he can't create a game with emotion uh you know and I, I and I'm glad that he sold as many copies that he did, and he was rewarded and, and everything. But you know, that was kind of my concern for it. That um, you know, with this game, that you he kind of created so he could stay close to his son. And I, I feel like sometimes with that, I, I feel like he could have always made this game without having to sell it, without. Having to be like, what would my life be with my child if he was still alive? You know, he could have made the game game for himself and kept it that way. But he really wanted to show in the world that this is how um, this is how I feel. And this is my reaction to this whole thing that, um, you know, to express my emotion, my anger, my sadness, you know, and it's still hard hitting to the creator. And, you know, and it's something as a parent that you can't let go or move on. You got to sometimes keep it in your memory. Um, but, you know, something like that dragon cancer, you know, the child's death is to make you feel emotional. I don't feel like that, that game right there has any empathy for it. It's supposed to make you emotional and stuff. And, and some people who have played it have become sad about it and have cried because they feel the sadness and the pain that the parent had to go through. Um, now does the sadness makes the love for your own or children in general grow sometimes it does um like i was just saying about the that dragon cancer even the uh, the last of us in heavy rain people who have kids you know to experience uh, how you are close to your kids and stuff like that whether you divorce or anything um sometimes seeing a child's death will make you want to love the real kids that you have even though those kids and the games are fictional 
you know, you might spot something that's similar to your kids. And you really wish that in time that things did get better. Uh, you could go back in time and make up for the mistakes. You probably could have done that. And, and, and it's not to be preacher or anything, but I think that sometimes when you feel the sadness, when you feel the emotion, um, not so much the empathy, but when you feel the emotion of sadness and guilt and just a whole bunch of things from playing a child's death in a video game and, or witnessing it, you kind of wish that, you know, it makes you want to be a better, better parent and realize that if this happened to my child, I'm, I would feel worse than what this video game has made me feel. And that's how a lot of people kind of see it. You know, if definitely when you like, like I said, as a parent that you have kids and even if you don't have kids, but you take care of other people's kids and stuff to hear, to hear that child get sick or and die from that sickness or stuff like that might affect you. So sometimes even playing video games, and you might feel like when you got to grow crops or you got to take care of dogs or anything like that, like those kind of things, if they die in the game or even in real life, like if you're a person who can't have kids, but you got like a pet and you take really care of it, you know, your responsibility levels are there, you know, to let them, to see them die, it may feel like a real big letdown and it emotionally hits you. So uh, with that, everybody, I'm going to talk about uh, in the next session when it becomes a killer and how uh, death is kind of the uh, gameplay to win it. So with that, everybody, I will be right back. So when it becomes a killer, um, using death to win the game. So um, there are some games that's created that you can supposed to use death. You're supposed to be the killer to win the game. Um, or you could allow death so you can see how the outcome of the game goes. Um, and the first game that came to mind definitely for me is Deception. Um, it was on the PlayStation 1 made by Technico, uh, Tecmo. And what you did in the game is that, you know, you placed traps in certain different areas. And once you place your traps in, um, you allow people to come into the game. And if they stepped on the right thing, you would kill them. 
and they stepped on the right trap, you would hit the button, and bam, they died. Um, and you could probably say that a little bit for Night Trap to stop the enemies from getting the girls in that game. Um, but Deception, you know, you had to kill the protagonist. You know, you had to stop them from uh, coming into the house and everything. And the Deception games kind of went on for a good while. I think there's like four or five of them. So you can check that history out. You can see some gameplay games. I played a little bit of it on the PlayStation 1 demo and I enjoyed it. Um, I never got a chance to pick it up, but I did enjoy what I what I got to do was set the trap in just be like come on come on and it's that anticipation it's very weird because you actually get to be the antagonist and you get to be like come on come on fall into my trap and then get them in the trap and and win even though you kill the hero of the game it's very weird but it, like I said it's a really good feeling um until dawn uh, for PlayStation 4 now um you don't win the game, I should say, but you are able to allow all the characters to die or allow some characters to die and still beat the game. Um, and, of course, it's supposed to be like a B-movie slasher kind of film and stuff like that, supernatural film, I should say. Um, and, you know, it's a QTE game, game uh, quick time uh, event game. Um and it's up to you on how you want to handle the game of who you want to die and uh, live. And sometimes the uh, the characters will remember when uh, the butterfly effect happens. Um, but, you know, it's just something that you can experience on your own. And it, like I said, it's up to you if you want to do it. Uh, coming out soon is Friday the 13th. And you play as Jason and you're killing camp counselors. So it's kind of, I think it's from the people who made Until Dawn. I think they're helping out making this game. Um, and you can see the bloody kills and stuff. They have trailers and stuff on it. Um, uh, I think you'll be able to play as, uh, some of the camp counselors and you'll be able to play as Jason. Um, and that speaks for itself. The way you win is that you kill the camp counselors. Um, uh, Mass Effect. Now, Mass Effect, I will say, that you were able to allow um, your choices to, of death to happen to certain characters or, you know, your characters and everything. And at one point, definitely in part one, you actually could allow genocide to happen to a certain race. Um, and it's kind of weird, you know, making that Make, making the decision stuff characters that you want to kill off or characters you want uh nothing to do with like uh, like their entire race and stuff like that um and now i'm not saying that you are able to you could still play the game fully and win without having those characters with making those decisions but it kind of says something about you um and uh and you know maybe parts of the games may be taken out that you can't play because of the decisions that you made and it's i enjoyed that kind of level design uh, making that choice not just a moral choice but to be like you know what i i really don't use use you in this game and you're kind of annoying and you know i've dealt taking crap from the people around you and i've been trying to prove myself but they still don't believe so guess what i'm just gonna kill your whole race off and you know to allow genocide in the game that that's very weird um, 
but it's it's a cool option that they put on in that game. So I advise you, if you not have played Mass Effect, do that uh, before Mass Effect Andromeda comes out. Um, it is backwards compatible on uh, Xbox One if you have uh, all three games, uh, the the 360 one, or you could just if you still have your Xbox 360 or your PS3, um, download the trilogy games. Um, I know at the time of this recording that Mass Effect Two is available free on PC, so you know you guys could give that one a try um like i said i have it on my ps3 i love the trilogy really like i said got me back into the uh love and bioware um but you know to commit genocide for a whole group of people that's for a whole race um that's just that's amazing um open world games allow players to use death to have fun so definitely in grand theft auto a lot of people love to do chaos and pretty much uh you know letting the character like literally character um go to different places and just shoot up people shoot up kids um and just use it as the purpose of having fun um and without well the consequences of that the the win thing is how long you could last or how long is this going to be enjoyable for you um because you got to deal with the cops and you got to deal with other gangs and you got to deal with people still getting injured and you know when you use the cheat when you use the cheat function you don't have to really worry about anything but if you go into the world and really cause destruction you will kind of see how it affects you um, and what damage you can cause. Like, definitely for me in Saints Row 3, um, I have one of my characters fully powered up. So it could go, you know, they could shoot at me all they want. And I don't need no cheat code or anything. They could shoot at me all they want. I won't lose no health. Um, I could hit them with rockets. I could destroy, um, I, I could just destroy anything that I want to and get to my safe house, go into my safe house and let all of that stuff erase. It didn't redo it. Um, but you know, to have that kind of fun, just to see what is allowed in that, in these games. Um, some people feel like that, you know, that's the win for them. Um, multiplayer mode, of course, death is, you know, you shooting the other team and making them lose as many men and you gaining points, um, d- depending on how many people you kill in that game, you know, um, uh, otherwise that's the opposite of Splatoon where painting is the, um, purpose of the game to win. Um, being, being destroyed, I should say, not really killed, but being destroyed or getting inked, I should, I should, I, a better way to say it, um, uh, when you get inked, and you lose, you know, your energy or whatever. Um, you just start back and, you know, you go in and just continue doing what you're doing. It's to be painting. They could kill you as many times as they want to, but if you're, if you and your teammates are taking over a lot of the area with your own color paint, you're gonna use, you're gonna wear more on the paint than you will be, um, um, inking everybody. Um, so kind of be aware with that. Um, another game that I didn't write down, but I do want to mention is Hatred. Um, and of course, you know, this game is more of, uh, you know, I just want to kill as, kill as many people as I can before I kill myself. <clears throat> and, you know, killing innocent bystanders and cops and stuff like that. Um, it, it's kind of, uh, 
a Smash TV kind of style, one of that style game. And I should have mentioned Smash TV because Smash TV is you kind of doing like the running man, where it's more of a tournament that you're doing a lot of killing, um, to win cash and prizes and beating bosses to survive and stuff like that. Um, even like with NARC is like, that's a 2D shooter where you're, um, uh, killing other people and stopping them from using crack cocaine and drug stuff. Um, like, it looks like you're killing like homeless people and drug dealers and stuff like that. Um, but hatred was uh was kind of a big game due to the fact that um it dealt with uh it it kind of dealt with people you know uh you just want to you're just angry you're just full of hate and you just want to take out take out as many people as you can um in this game. And so, um, those are just some, uh, some of the games that I wanted to mention that, you know, becoming a killer, um, you're able to just take as many people out and, you know, th- with that purpose, it's the fun of the game. Uh, so when I come back, I'm actually going to be addressing permadeath, the hit back, one hit kills, ice, and other game mechanics to kill you. But that everybody, I will be right back. So permadeath, the hit back, one hit kills, ice, and other game mechanics to kill you. Um, one of the foundations of earlier Fire Emblem games, uh, the point is of using all your characters to right away. When permadeath happens, you start over and lose progress. Stop playing the game or continue on. And I kind of, like I said earlier, I kind of mentioned permadeath, uh, earlier in the, in, um, this episode. But permadeath is, what it really means is that it's permanent death. Your character is no more in the game until you start over and you be captured, um, you know, you get him in your group again and try to get him back to, uh, the level that you was at with that character. So your progress and stuff, you gotta, gotta rework. Um, the thing with permadeath is, like I said earlier, that um, it's not such a big thing now in the Fire Emblem games. But um, Fire Emblem is kind of, for a lot of people, the foundation, the beginning of learning what permadeath is. Um, not many games that I know of do it. But definitely it is a big thing uh, to the Fire Emblem community. Um, definitely in Japan where Fire Emblem just took off. 
um, and it's still a popular series. Um, and when Awakening came here, it took off really in America and catch on. Because Fire Emblem was a niche title, because and because of the fear of permanent death of losing characters, we as Americans weren't um didn't know anything much about that. Um, we weren't used to having our characters die and never getting them again. We were um not say uh influence but we were kind of um used to having our character die we restart the game and our character is back our progress is back we we just didn't have to be like oh we we lost a character and we're never getting them back we weren't used to that because we didn't play a lot of the fire emblem games um and those who played it knew more about it um once it become once it became more available to americans and they were just like okay this so this is a fire emblem okay i like the story i love the characters i love love you know I love how cool it is. And when it was just like, well, let me try it on hard. Oh, this is what permanent death is. And you learn more about it and be like, oh, wow. This is what the people in Japan had to put up with. Or people who love the series, that's what they had to put up with. Yee. You know, and, and it's still a big thing for it. But now it's just more optional. Um, The hit back. So games like Castlevania, Mega Man, and Ninja Gaiden use Death Force difficulty and cheapness. Um, definitely when you're in the middle of a jump or anything, uh, the hit back is that when you get hit, you kind of fall backwards. So, you know, you don't turn invisible or anything. Uh, you just, you take the hit and you, uh, fall back. Um, even ghouls and ghosts, I want to mention that also. Um, that's the difficulty with death is that when you get hit, you fall back. Um, but you lose your armor. And if you get hit again, you turn into bones. You, you, you kind of die. So, um, uh, Ninja Gaiden, uh, when you get hit, you did the hit back too. Um, and, uh, for some, for a lot of this stuff is that it repurposes stuff, like it recycles. Um, so it's programmed to be like, it doesn't, or I should say, it, it's programmed to bring that enemy back because it realized that you didn't make enough progress for it not to come back. So you have to do your best to time that jump time, uh, uh, that attack to make sure that you hit it and get past that point so that if you do get hit back it doesn't respond um and they used it for the death and for the cheapness is because sometimes you don't see an enemy on screen and you could be making a jump and the enemy could come from the top it could come from the bottom the uh, left side of the screen right side it could, diagonal it could come from anywhere and you will not realize it and if you get hat if you get not hat if you get hit when you have to do the hit back sometimes you might fall into a pit or you might fall into some spikes and it might kill you and stuff um and that was more of the nes days not so much now uh unless you play like mega man uh uh 10 uh, 9 to 10 um most times if you get hit like in a mega man game um you could buy item where you don't get, have to worry about hit back you just get hit you stay in place and then be able to go on your mission um and that kind of happens more in the x games um and i think it also happens in mega man 8 also i think you also get a chance to do that in mega man 8 um ice levels um making you slide which uh which makes controlling the character difficult um so 
definitely when you're on the ice level, you're always to make it more realistic. When you land on the platform for ice, you'll still keep moving. You got some kind of slippery way. Uh, definitely like, let's say Mega Man, when you find Ice Man, you could jump on the ice and, you know, you'll still be sliding. But when you turn, it's kind of like you're walking in the same place and it's kind of it feels like you're trying to gain traction to actually get back. And it's kind of weird. Um, you know, last time that I had anything to deal with that was actually, uh, Super Mario Brothers, well, new Super Mario Brothers. Um, and I think a little bit in Super Mario Brothers with you also that when you did, oh, no, Super Mario 3D World 2, when you jump on ice, you're still sliding. So they provide that kind of slide attack. Um, Luigi himself is slippery, you know, definitely if you're playing Super Mario Brothers 2 and, um, uh, New Super Mario Brothers, uh, 3D World or, um, yeah, 3D World. Like when you jump on ice or you, you just even jump on different platforms, he feels slippery. Uh, so, uh, you kind of got to make sure that you deal with that. Um, and RPGs, you got draining, poison, and turn it to stone for RPGs. Um, definitely with poison, uh, you got to try to, keep you know healing yourself to get the poison off so it stops you from attacking the boss and definitely if a boss do does like all status where you can't you know you can't use no magic on your teammates you kind of got to use make sure that you have the right items and if you don't have the right items the fight is going to be difficult and you can just end up dying uh turning into stone like if your character gets turned into stone and you got nothing to bring them back to life if a enemy kills them or hits them sometimes they could crumble and that character is dead and you know i sometimes for some games you're not able to bring them back you kind of really gotta wait to um you take them uh you get a chance to revive them and definitely if you go to like dragon quest series that when your character dies you don't have nothing to revive them you gotta actually go back to the town and go to a church and pay for them to be revived back so um and still be able to heal them when they get revived because they don't they don't revive them fully sometimes they revive them partially and you got to heal uh get them healed up and stuff like that so like that's some of the game mechanics that you have to deal with um like i mentioned earlier uh when you playing like deception um uh, where you're setting up the kills or you know you're making choices to kill um definitely in shooter ups and one hit uh the one hit kills is that um make not mega man uh games like contra where that if you get hit that's it um you 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 die and you lose that man um so you got to be aware of where the bullets are coming from and you got to pay attention to on the screen i'm definitely in contra um when all your bullets all your men are gone um and your other character have a uh, man sometimes you can hit the button and take their man into the game so if you use up all their lives and both of you die it's game over and you might upset your other other partner helping you in the game um pretty much beat a must is like once your energy bar goes down you got to make sure that uh you you are being 
fighting good or you know trying to do your best not to get hit because sometimes there are some cheapness ways that characters would gang up on you and the hit detection of it will mess up like you it won't catch the hit detection um and sometimes your jumps and your attacks uh the enemy may be able to block it i know the and streets of rage run um where you're fighting two of like you're fighting like kind of your blaze or your character you're kind of fighting two versions of blaze uh that's the enemy they become one of the hardest they're i feel like they're one of the hardest fights because it's hard to hit them and it's hard to detect them and even throw them and grab them and stuff like that and that's another thing when you're being grabbed and you're being thrown and uh, beating them up that if there's no mechanic for you to land safely um you could you could actually lose a lot of energy because they threw you and definitely if you get um thrown into the game where you can hit your other player so if you end up punching your other player they could lose energy and they could die from that like so it's kind of like a street fighting game and a beat them up at the same time so and i know there's a lot of more mechanics um uh, shoot them must or it follows the contra, contra style games with the one hit kills. Um, Ikaruga though is like a different kind of thing where depending on what color you are, if you take that color, you'll survive. If you take the opposite color, you'll die. And so you kind of got to be aware at the, but they like to call it bullet hell because of all the bullets that's coming, you have to be um, not only shooting, but you also have to be changing colors to stay alive. So it could be white, black, white, black, white, 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 black, 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 white, black, white, black, 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 white, white, and it could change. And you have to be aware, definitely if you're doing with one person, like you have to be aware that even though the levels are are very short, the difficulty is high because of the game mechanic of its bullets. Um, so it has the one color, I mean, it has the one hit kill, but the colors in that game, you have to literally be aware. Um, there probably are more game mechanics, but I'm going to get on to the next section after this break because I'm almost done. And I don't know you guys kind of have ideas of what death and game means. So when I come back, I'm going to answer that and answer the question, is death and death in games are important and with that everybody i will be right back i didn't discard you because i knew your value don't be so quick to discard this facility think of the potential they liquefied people turn them into something horrible we have to destroy the base if we ignore this opportunity that would be betrayal you're completely ruthless the next thing i know you'll be wanting to grow your own reaper shepherd Think about what's at stake, about everything Cerberus has done for you. Students.
So, are death in games are they important? Yes, they are. Um, you need some form of punishment for a failure. So you you need to die in the game because you didn't complete the tax. It's just it's part of the video game culture. It's part of the design of of a video game. Um, once you lose all your energy and you lose your lives, you need that game over screen because you need a challenge. And if you cannot meet that challenge you know you're going to die um, games have to allow some form of challenge so that the player learns the mechanics and use your personal skill um death isn't always bad it could be fun or frustrating depending on how you handle the task and how you handle dying in games uh speed runs are perfect because their skill is to avoid death there's you know they're trying to get through the game as quickly as they can and death hinders their uh speed progress so they would do everything in their power if they're not using some kind of cheap mechanic or anything like uh some kind of computer equipment or anything they're going to try to beat a game as quickly as they can you know with with what the game allows them to do without having to um you know go through anything uh that's illegal i should say used in the game because sometimes they'll be like oh this is a speed one but it's using this kind of code so uh it's just going to show you how to get through the game using this code um the most recognizable death in video game history is Aerith the final fantasy 7 uh and regardless of what anybody said there there might be some more ones that's very powerful and stuff like that but when it comes to death in video games, that's kind of the one that mostly stands out. Um, it was such a big controversy um, because, like, one of your main characters that you really was really helpful and useful in the game um, was ever and her pureness ended up getting corrupted by uh, her death because um uh Sephiroth ended up killing her with the long sword and it was such a big cinematic opening uh cinematic scene that it was one of the most unexpected things to see in a game in a video game because you didn't understand that characters could die and they could die in that kind of manner so to see Aerith uh you know get killed in that game and having that emotional impact because you really used her in a lot of the battles and she was very powerful as a healer to see her die in that way and to never have her again in the game people were upset they were trying to use codes and stuff like that it was just like wow now death scenes are are, are a different story uh but you know that's just a more recognizable death in a video game that still to this very day if you not have if you haven't played final fantasy 7 that's the game that you need to play to understand why that death has you know was one of the it's kind of the biggest game in history um for video game deaths there might be like i said there might be more but that one really stands at the top for me personally um willpower players death from exhaustion uh lack of food and more isn't common but it has happened and it's something that needs to be helped and aware of so we're talking about death in video games there has been actual real life death from players and most of you read it in japan and there are some here uh in america that that just seems crazy that you can't believe that some people kill other people for video game systems um for comments and stuff for online matches and 
things like that. But there are people in Japan who play video games so much that they forgot to do the basics of getting some sleep, of eating food, and they died because they weren't taking care of their bodies. And it's something to always be aware of that that I'm not saying that video games create uh, addiction because I don't believe it. I think some people are just into it. And they got to learn that they got to give themselves a break. If you feel like you're getting tired or your eyes are getting watery, I don't care what match that you're in, what level that you're at. If you're trying to get that that achievement, you know, what that achievement can wait another day. You just have to get the strength and build the skill another day. Take that break. That break is needed for your eyes, for your body. Get that food. Go to that bathroom. Um, take care of your body. Take care of yourself because video games are always going to be there. It's and it's just a video game. It's just there to present fun. It's not something that so that makes you feel better or make you, you know affect your livelihood and so because you can't walk around be like yeah i beat this whole game and this is me because i beat it there's people who don't play video games just and look at you and be like okay we don't care you know it it does nothing for I'm like okay you're the top player does that affect your job being at work because if it is then you could be the top player but you've been late 15 times at work you know, so get that rest. Take care of your body. Do not become, uh, a, uh, do not become dead. I should say. I know people are just like, wait, don't become dead. Like, don't die <laughs> because you don't get another chance. You don't get another continue. You can never insert coins. Once you're dead, that's it. But guys, that is the episode. Um, I will be coming right back. Uh, to do my plugs and stuff. And I really want to hear what everybody think about. Like you know. Death in video games. Uh, and what you guys think about it. Uh, but I'll give all that information. Uh, once I come back after this break. And I just got a few plugs for you guys. Um, Option Opinion, you can hear more of this on the Anomalous Radio Network com, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and other podcast apps. And thank you everybody for listening to Option Opinion and supporting it and stuff. I really appreciate it. I love doing these 
doing this podcast for you guys and getting the word out and hearing your replies and everything. Um, you can actually email the show at myop2comment at yahoo.com. And I really do want to hear your guys' opinions on what you think about death in video games. Like, is it important or any deaths that you've seen in a video game that you encountered? Like, if you want to tell me stories, if you guys want to let me know that what's been most of the uh, iconic death for you or anything like that or something that's funny that's about that for anything uh, about this topic or other topics i would love to hear from you guys um you can follow me on twitter at that retro code t-h-a-t-r-e-t-r-o-c-o-d-e um i'm also part of the deluded geeks on the anomalous radio network um you can hear us on the anomalous radio network.podbean.com and find and like us up on facebook um the happy hour with johnny and deuce podcast on soundcloud itunes google play stitcher uh like their facebook page and follow them on twitter at hh podcast show uh subscribe to them on youtube also um they are just truly amazing uh i've been catching up with a lot of their episodes and stuff just very great guys and all the um they i think retro game not retro game challenge um you, you could just check out some of their old podcasts and stuff and just really dig into them they do a lot of great work uh and hopefully i will have them this year sometime on my show we're trying to get that together because i've been on their show and i really want johnny and uh and deuce to come on my show they've been on my show individually but not together so i cannot wait to have them uh simon's cake podcast at simoncake.wordpress.com where you can hear the podcast which is also on itunes like their facebook page and follow them on twitter at simon's cake uh subscribe to them on youtube also and i also can't wait to have them back on Simon. the guys at simon cake uh are just completely amazing i love their work um digital nerd advocates network uh the dna network you can check it out at dna network.net and you can see and hear many of the podcasts like dna power block um DNA Rose Gone Wild, DNA uh is now Gamer FM. Uh that's the podcast and more. You can hear more on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play. Like us on Facebook and follow on Twitter at the DNA Network and subscribe on YouTube. I am part of DNA. Um I write for them. I do podcasts with uh with them. Uh, you know, Corey is my boss, uh, <laughs> um, and he's just amazing. We just did uh, to, uh, the top 25 Wii U games and, you know, five honorable missions. So do check that out on our YouTube page, DNA uh, Network. And uh, here, if those who got a Wii U, check out our list uh, and just see me see me and Corey <laughs> geek out. Uh, team Nerd, Team N3RD, uh, that's Kyle Waste Network and YouTube channel. I am a part of it, so do subscribe to the YouTube channel at Team Nerd. Uh, follow Kyle on Twitter at my under, at underscore my name is Kyle and Team Nerd Facebook page. Uh, listen to us on Podcast Connected. Check out our reviews and Let's Plays and watch Kyle's vlogs on Fridays and more. Um, and like I said, Team Nerd, just T E A M the letter N, uh, three R D. 
uh, NBC Video Game Book Club. Come and join us on Facebook and join in the, in the discussion. Check out our past discussions on YouTube, um, B-O-J-O-X-Z. Uh, this month we are playing Shovel Knight, uh, Plague of Shadows. So do come join, uh, join us and have a discussion with us. Uh, Secret Friends United. You can check out their podcast on Podomatic, iTunes, and Stitcher. Like their Facebook page and follow them on Twitter at Secret Friends U and subscribe to their YouTube page, Secret Friends Unite. Check out Phoenix Overdrive content via YouTube at youtube.com slash Phoenix Overdrive or subscribe to us via SoundCloud at soundcloud.com Phoenix Overdrive and find them on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music by searching for Nerd Overdrive. Join their discussions via Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash Phoenix Overdrive Nation at or tweet us tweet at them at phx underscore overdrive or tweet their official podcast at nerd underscore nerd underscore overdrive for the extra life efforts check them out at facebook.com slash phoenix overdrive or check out the extra life team page at extra life uh and that's with a dash extra dash life dot org slash team slash phoenix overdrive 16 and as always rise above and also check out their twitch channel uh twitch.tv slash phx underscore overdrive uh, Life of Gaming, you can find them on their website, lifeofgaming.net, where you can also check out their podcast there and SoundCloud. Follow them on Twitter at Life of Gaming uh, Pod and subscribe to them on YouTube, Life of Gaming. PlayStation Enthusiasts, check out their website at playstationenthusiasts.com and on YouTube at PlayStation Enthusiasts. Follow them on Twitter at PS Enthusiasts. Email the show at, uh, like I said, uh, myout2comment at yahoo.com and follow me on Twitter at that retro code. Read the optional opinion blog so IGN.com under anime and you can find my other series, The Moment at SkirmishFrost.com. I am getting back to that. Uh, I will be uh, bringing some new stories and more games for it. I am committed. I just haven't been had a chance to write it yet. Um, come see me on Twitch and subscribe at the Lyrical One, capital D A, capital L Y R I C A L One and watch my Let's Learn series. Also, check out my amazing friend Adam Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash angel and see him rock out some great games. You subscribe, you can subscribe there and follow him at Twitter at F underscore little underscore angel and subscribe to him on YouTube at Fallen Little Angel. Check out my other talented friend Amanda and check her exceptional beaded video game work at don'ttripperler.tumblr.com. That's D O N T T R I P P E R L E R dot Tumblr T U N. MBLR.com and purchase some of them at Etsy.com slash CA slash shop slash don't trip perler beads. You can follow her on Twitter at Rudoku to learn more. That's R U D D O K U. And check out my outstanding friend Fuet on YouTube at Henshin uh, Go Go and subscribe and, f- and follow him on Twitter at Henshin underscore A underscore no go. So, and I know there's going to be some more coming out because um, I've been meeting a lot of new people and I got a lot of, lot of guests coming um, for the show. Um, but before I go, guys, on the music that I played in here, my intro was New Jabez Prayer is the name of the title. Uh, Steel Shovel, Shovel Knight Remix, Old School Hip Hop Beat at the Oddwin. Um, Pac Man Remix, Electro DJ Kim. Uh, magic beat, uh, magic X beats. That's M A G I C X B E A T S. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Shimmer, Shimmery Marsh Night Remix. 
uh, Bubble Bobble, FM Towns Music, Neutral Dance, Sovereign, Mass Effect Remix, Cerebus Hip Hop, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Hyperstone Heist, Genesis Music, uh, and then Metal Slug. This is going to be the end of the song. Metal Slug, Puyaso fe- uh, featuring Dan Beat Remix, and Tensa Music. So with that, everybody, have a great weekend. Have a great week. Like I said, if you're going to play some games and you die, just get back to just get back into it you know you could beat it you guys know that you're good at video games you could do it if not you know try kirby epic yarn kirby kirby epic yarn and see if video games are for you if not try mario brothers or you know try some nintendo games they are easier to get into but with that everybody have a great day have a great night or whenever you listen to this if you're at work if you're at home if you're playing some other video games driving um just have fun and you know let like i said let me know what you guys think about death and video games until next time i am out peace